Star Trek, the TV program from the 60s. These are the commentaries of the siblings Alex and Sammy. Their ongoing mission? To discuss creative science fiction concepts. To examine interesting character dynamics and occasionally terrible writing. To boldly go where no podcast has gone before. Hello and welcome to Star Trek The Original Siblings Podcast. Hey everybody, this is Alex. And Sammy, in <gasps> reverse order. <laughs> we both have gender neutral names, so that could, that could easily get confusing. Love that for us. Right. Welcome to the show. Uh, if, if you're new to the show and you started on the third episode... Probably a good call. This is probably a perfectly good place to start. You can jump in anywhere, really, but, um... Yeah, and, uh, this is the first episode that they ever filmed, so if this is the first episode you hear, then that's totally cool. Yeah, you're watching it in, uh, you know, a shooting order, order sequence. <laughs> uh, yeah, and in regards to, yeah, production order, I don't know what yeah. to call it. <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, so... Welcome, this is a show where we watch Star Trek the original series and talk through the whole thing. Um, <laughs> and uh, you don't get to see watched, any of it. <laughs> if you've ever watched a show or a movie with me and Alex, it's unbearable. So I don't know <laughs> what you're doing here, but it's a lot of fun. <laughs> Some people just cannot handle it. We watched, we had a, uh, for, was it for Thanksgiving that we all watched James Bond? We yeah. watched uh, James Bond over Zoom with the family, which was a lot of fun, but our, our parents put us on mute pretty quickly, um, and the, the rest of us were all talking through it, because, I don't know, it, it's, it's a movie we've seen, like, we've probably seen, like, 20 times as a group, so the idea that uh -huh. we need to, like, be reverently silent, it's also James Bond, so it's like, you know, it's not like it's, a, it's not Citizen Kane or something, it's like, you know, <laughs> it's, 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 he's always a spy, he's always hunting a bad guy. You know, and sleeping with the women. It's not like it's not like it's you're gonna be like, wait, simple. what's happening in this James Bond movie right now? The plot has totally <laughs> gotten away from me. Uh, yeah, that was fun. So, so, yep, we're we're a couple of movie talkers and uh, TV uh -huh. talkers, and that's what we do here. Uh, except <laughs> minus the TV, it's just the talking. It's really uh, the strip yeah. back. It's only the good part. None of the only garbage. all us no visuals. So, you're welcome. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. We're uh, yeah. happy to have you. So, uh, we got something kind of uh, exciting to kick off the show with this week. I've created a poster for the podcast, uh, which uh, you, the viewers, have probably seen because it's it's probably on every episode uh, on whatever streaming service, podcast streaming service you're watching this on. But... Sammy has not had a chance to see it yet, so this is the first time she's seeing it, so we're going to do the big reveal right now. And <laughs> let, me, let me pull it up for you, Sammy. Okay, I'm so excited. Here it comes. I feel like I'm either going to love it or hate it. <laughs> or feel neutral towards it. Anything is possible. <laughs> <laughs> what a prediction. All right. Here it comes. Oh, I can show it. I can make it so Where you just see... On the screen. I'm about to share screens with you. Okay. And here it is. Drum roll, please. I, I don't have a drum roll on the soundboard. <laughs> here it is. Oh my god, it's so cute. Wait, you look so good. I feel like you look way better than me. 
I don't know. I think you look pretty great. Getting those glasses on there was, was quite a feat. <laughs> that is impressive. I can tell. Yeah, Spock's chin is casting kind of a weird shadow. That's just actually how the photo looks, looks like though. Looks like it got a little, a little chin strap. <laughs> it's also just bizarre to see you like being like at least six inches taller than me. <laughs> like... <laughs> Wow, and so skinny. No boobies to be seen. I know, you're totally flat-chested. It's, it's, yeah, it's really <laughs> uncanny to see your face on Leonard Nimoy. <laughs> oh my god, if only I was a tall Jewish man. You look great, though. Wow, this is so cute. <laughs> Good, I'm glad it. you like it. Um, yeah, my I'm face fit pretty well over... i <laughs> about those bangs. <laughs> but I, I'll survive. I'll push through. <laughs> I uh I, I had trouble because Sh- Shatner even at this age had a whole bunch of chins and I had to kind of make my singular chin fit over all of his chins. So you might mm-hmm. you might be able to tell or not I've stretched my jaw to like be <laughs> like oh, to compensate for these extra yeah these extra chins. The real, the real thing that's freaking me out is like my lack of chubby cheeks. I have, like, a chiseled jawline that doesn't exist. I feel like that's kind of freaking me out. Uh, I had to do very little to your face. You kind of fit perfectly over Leonard Nimoy, actually. I was like, wow, oh, same, same head size. <laughs> yeah, I had, I had to retake my photo entirely. I couldn't make mine work. <laughs> oh, my God. That's so, so funny. I love There it. we Thank are. You. The big reveal. <laughs> All right. Wow. It's beautiful. Excellent work. What a way to kick it <laughs> off. Thank you. Thank you. I'm glad you like it. Fun. Great work. Did you make it? I, yeah, I created it in Photoshop. I had to learn how to do a lot of those things, which I, I've been learning Photoshop in general lately, so this was a fun uh, way to apply those skills. <laughs> That's awesome. I love that. Anyway, let's kick into our first segment here. I find this most illogical. says highly illogical the segment where we correct all of the wrong stuff that we said in last week's episode wait did we say anything wrong i don't <laughs> no, believe it we did pretty decent actually a lot of these are okay. more just clarifications than because i had jotted down a lot of things we said thinking they were wrong and i was like oh <laughs> hey. all right okay smarty pan okay Right. This this first one is a is a perfect example, actually. Um, sh- shockingly, I was correct that Sputnik really was the first man made object sent out into space. Um, that was true. So I guess I know. Yeah. I guess I know a small amount of history. I feel um, like I said that that was true at the time. Yeah, but you know, I I you okay, know, good to I was unconfident. I guess at the time, okay, I was okay. like, maybe I should I should fact check that, and I should have just stopped there. But I continued uh, by saying that uh, that the the lack of gravity in space was essentially theoretical up until that point, um, which is you know not true. Um, okay, because- cool. I was surprised by that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I would, if, if I was so close, I should have said something like, I should have said something like, humans had never experienced, like, zero gravity. It's also, yeah. I'm going to get further corrected on this, it's not zero gravity, it's just extremely low gravity in space. It's it's oh. almost no gravity. Uh, Whoa, I think they call I it, like, microgravity or something, because the, the, the sun and stuff, like, always has a slight pull, you know, depending on where mm-hmm. you are. Everything has a slight pull, it's just so minor that it wouldn't really affect mm. you. Oh, that makes is sense. the idea. So basically, I, sh- I should have said humans had never experienced 
being in no gravity before, yeah. but um, but because I, yeah, Isaac Newton was able to you know five hundred years ago was able to look up at uh was able to look up at the planets orbiting and logically you know figure out that oh like obviously they are not being affected by the same gravity as we are or they'd all be pinned mm-hmm. to the earth like we are mm-hmm. um and then he could see how the moons were orbiting and stuff so he kind of you know figured it all out way back then <laughs> and wow. uh so we we knew even if we hadn't sent anything up we just hadn't firsthand experienced it okay. and uh that's absolutely right Right. And actually, all of that came up when I was talking about the movie First Man into Space, which I had only seen the first half of at the time that we were mm-hmm. discussing it last week. So I guess I'll give a mm-hmm. follow up on that, too, just by saying not a very good movie. <laughs> I don't oh, recommend wow. it. <laughs> it's pretty it's pretty dumb and pretty boring. So I don't know if it's the best reference point to make. Um, I think I, I think it came out in 59, I said, which is so you okay. know, 10 years before Trek even. But wow. um, gotcha. Yeah, it wasn't uh, wasn't everything I had hoped. It's no forbidden planet. <laughs> oh, damn. <laughs> okay, another thing. So bottle episodes refer to episodes confined to already existing sets. So basically, they're confined to the ship and not just the bridge, which we were unsure about. And let's see. The Vulcan lifespan is approximately 220 years, uh, which is basically double that of a human lifespan. Hmm. Um, sp- Spock in the Kelvin timeline, I think, dies at age like 167 or something, though, so at an earlier age um, for a Vulcan. I'm not totally sure how old Sarek is when he died. I didn't look that up, but uh, but according to Memory Alpha, uh, mm-hmm. according to Memory Alpha, the uh, Vulcan lives to be about a 220, so yeah, roughly twice as long as a human. I also looked up the longest human, uh, the, the oldest a human has ever lived to be is 122 years old. It was a, a French lady. I think she died in like '97 or something, if I'm remembering correctly. Wow, that's um, wild. Yeah, right. Um, is the Kelvin timeline nuts. the movies? The yeah, new the J.J. Abrams movies. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay, cool. Um, I've never heard them called that. Yeah, um, because it's uh, the Kelvin yeah, is the, the ship that Kelvin. gets blown up, right? Yeah. So yeah. that's that's the first moment that the timeline gets skewed. I guess. Mm-hmm. I think it makes sense. Yeah. Okay, so in the last episode, Charlie X, the character of Charlie was 17, but the actor. Appeared to be significantly older. Uh, I guessed he was 25, and Alex guessed he was 29. We now know the true answer, and Robert Walker, who played Charlie, was 26 when the episode was shot. So, we were both pretty close, but one of us was definitely closer. You were definitely more correct about that. You were were (laughs) very close. He was just barely 26, too, so... Wow. So, uh, yeah. I'm not <laughs> usually not good at guessing ages. Yeah, absolutely not. <laughs> so we were, we were, you know, yeah, we were pretty much right about the fact that he was not 17. But, but you know, we had to know. We had to know how old he really was. And now exactly. we do. Exactly. And we're going to see plenty see more of that. We're going to see a lot of, yep, I was going to say, a lot of teenagers played by, like, 30-year-olds. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, we had that in the first episode, too. So it's, yeah, each time. So the instrument that Spock plays is a fictional instrument called a Vulcan lute, based on a lute, which is a real instrument. A real instrument. <laughs> which I think most people know. Yep, but uh, but it's, it, it is significantly different. Um, so. Yeah, you're right, you're right. <laughs> I, it probably sounds the same, though, I'm guessing. Yeah. So 3D chess, the 3D chess game that they play in the show, um, is... So 3D chess is an actual game, but the version that is seen being played in the show is not, or at least it wasn't at the time 
um, that it was recorded. It was just a prop. Um, but of course, you know, they released uh, the boards for, for Star Trek fans and, and some fan, you know, was disappointed that there wasn't real rules to it. So he wrote a rule book. And now he makes the boards and sells them on his website, and there are real Ugh. rules to it. So it's like, um, so now it is real. At the time it wasn't, but now it is. Uh, and, the, and the show invented it. Like flip phones. Exactly. Life imitates art. Mm-hmm. Well, more specifically, life imitates Star Trek. Life imitates Star Trek. Gosh, isn't that true? <laughs> you know it. <laughs> uh, let's see. Okay, a couple last ones uh, here um, that I couldn't exactly find an answer for. We we thought when Kirk was shirtless that he had potentially a surgical scar, um, but it it was in fact just a roll, um, just just a He's Kirk a jelly chunky roll. Boy. He's a chunky boy. Um, <laughs> and finally, I I couldn't find any information to clarify this. You you had said that the original viewership in the '60s was predominantly women. And I, I couldn't, I could neither prove or disprove that. So yeah, I guess so if we have any listeners that know either, for certain, yeah. let then us know. let us know. Send me, you know, send me some, some information because I'd love to know. Um, but let's assume that I'm right since we don't know that I'm wrong. <laughs> All right. Sounds good. So nothing, nothing needs to be corrected for that particular perfect <laughs> statement. Totally. Completely, absolutely, irrevocably, highly illogical. Oh, okay. So we have we have a new segment today, but it's uh, we can't exactly start it. But we are going to open our hailing frequencies. <laughs> hailing frequencies open, sir. Uh. uh so we have uh, we have an email address set up at stosibspod at gmail.com. Um, we also have a Twitter and an Instagram, which are also stosibspod. Uh, and you're welcome to message us on any of these platforms. Send us a subspace message, and if we like it, we'll read it on the show here. Yeah, I especially encourage cute nerdy girls to slide into the DMs for Alex's sake. But that's just me. Everybody else, you can... <laughs> That's Do right. I need some some cute nerdy girls, or uh, <laughs> you know, or or a gentleman catfishing as cute nerdy girls. You know, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> like you'll take what you can get. <laughs> I'll take what I can get. I really just need attention, is all. So you know, give us some attention. We're we're out here in deep space. We've opened our hailing frequencies, but there's no incoming messages this week. But you know, maybe maybe by the time we record next week's episode, we will have heard from somebody. Uh, we're also recording in a vacuum right now. None of these episodes have been released yet. But by the time the next episode comes out, I think we will have our first episodes will be up on, oh, uh, you know, Apple Podcasts and Spotify and anywhere places. else we can, yeah, put podcast stuff, which I suppose you already know because you're already listening to it there. So anyway, we're caught in some <laughs> sort of weird Star Trek time loop here, right, guys? <laughs> oh, my God. No, it's just now a normal. Just <laughs> yep, now it's just a normal. <laughs> just recording stuff. Ahead of time. <laughs> All right. You want to introduce our next segment, Sammy? I think you have a question to ask me. All right, Alex. Are you ready to guess the plot? I certainly am. What okay. is the name the of, title the of this episode? Is Where No Man Has Gone Before. I know that I personally would love it to be a planet full of sexy babes, but what do you want it to be? What do you think it is? 
Let's see. I... Once again, I have seen this one, but I don't totally remember what happens in this one. I think I might, but I don't totally remember. Uh, the title makes me think of just a different Star Trek episode, but it makes me think of that episode in TNG where they have, I think the character's called the Traveler, and he can make them go, like, a gajillion light years out into nowhere land where space looks, you know, where, where space looks like an iTunes visualizer instead of just, like, stars and planets. Um, it's just crazy, like, colors and stuff. Uh, or maybe they'd, like, travel into, like, fourth dimensional space or something. Um... That, you know, that'd be kind of cool. Um, just some some part of space that we've never seen before um, was kind of what I had envisioned when I heard this title. Wow, you nailed that explanation with the timing of that music. <laughs> Except that's starting again now. <laughs> so, <Yeah>. almost. <laughs> so, so close. So close. <laughs> All right, well, I'm I think that's like a good, Captain. good episode. But probably not as good as the one that I suggested with the all-lady planet. But yours sounds fine, too. Um, yeah, I kind of liked your idea better. We'll get to that one eventually. Well, there's that episode in TNG where, they, where it's a, a matriarchal planet, and all anyone can do is remark on how unusual it is, where they're like, yeah, it's strange because sexist. like 99% of all planets are run by men, but this one is run by women. And they keep being like, how weird is it that this planet is run by entirely women? And then, uh. and then they also keep saying like, derogatory stuff about men on the planet but in the context right? it, it ends up sounding like sexism towards women still it's like the, <laughs> so <gasps> so confusing <laughs> you know what it was feminist for its time so I'm willing to forgive and plus Riker wears that outfit and so like who can be mad not me that's for damn sure they're like we objectify men on this planet and it's like how about you objectify nobody you weirdos <laughs> right yeah, I was reading stuff being like just about how women were so excited to have so much representation in this, you know, original, uh, the the original show here. Uh, even even in regards to like Janice and stuff, who's like a character that we like laugh at how like extremely Ugh. like sexist the presentation of the character is. But it's like, yeah, it's just crazy how long ago it was that I guess you know in '67 they were like, wow, she's so like empowered and like has a job <laughs> like uh-huh so it's no, like it's and crazy how probably fast s- things change yeah. i guess yeah. that's all i was saying um i think i've probably said this before but like yeah like the costumes that the women are wearing i think not so much in this episode because they kind of switched the costumes after this but the costumes that they're wearing in most of the star trek show like it's like considered like really progressive and feminist for the girls to be wearing those like super super short skirts like that was what was in fashion and like women were wearing that like in the office and like everywhere like that was like a big shift from like the 50s fashion that had all those like long skirts and like super modesty so i think that's interesting too because when i first started watching this i was like man this show is so sexist but it was feminist for its time you know Right, yeah, us, uh, us, like seventh wave feminists, don't get these, uh, like first wave feminists. Um, but, <laughs> but we're figuring yeah, it out. Real. <laughs> um, and another thing with like the costumes or whatever. So I we referenced this, but this was the first episode that was ever filmed, and so it was the second pilot after the menagerie, and uh, the executives were like, no, "The cage you guys are was originally titled." The cage, okay. They're like, you guys are onto something, but you need to try a little bit harder. And so they came out with this pilot with, like, a way better captain and, like, a lot better 
many things. Spock is the only character who's in both the both of the pilots. Major and, Barrett is still um, the computer in both versions, I think, right? Is that right? Is she the computer in the cage? Actually, I'm not sure. Yeah, but she's also a But she's like, also physically person. present. She's yeah. number one. Yeah. Yeah. Um but yeah, so you're gonna see some familiar characters, some unfamiliar characters, but even the familiar characters are like dressing and behaving in ways that we are not used to seeing them as like the series progresses, like they like really solidify different roles. So I just think it'll be interesting to watch all the things that are different from the pilot to the rest of the show, I guess. Yeah, it's yeah, it's funny watching these very early ones. It still almost feels like 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 a prologue like we're still kind of figuring out what the show is for these first few episodes yeah, it's not absolutely. like you know all the things we love about star trek are kind of being slowly established but it's like uh-huh you know we're still missing half the crew at this point too like you know i, I don't know when scotty's gonna show up but he'll be around at some point uh, i think scotty is in this episode but i don't think he's like typical scotty and sulu is like he has a completely different job and um there's a different doctor i guess and I, I was remembering that they had, like, this oh. random doctor character, and I was like, where's Bones? And I was reading about why, and I guess Roddenberry, like, really didn't like this doctor. And so he's like, okay, well, if the show gets picked up, then I'm going to hire DeForest Kelly, which is what I wanted to do from the get-go. Good call. DeForest is, is Oh, my excellent. God, right? He's, and when you watch yeah. this guy, he's, like, fine, but he doesn't have, like, half of the, like, presence that... DeForest Kelly. Yeah, has. that's so true. Yeah, you like you almost don't have a show without these three, really. I mean, that's you know we've mm-hmm, talked about absolutely. before, and we'll continue to talk about it. But it's it's all about those three. Our, our threesome. Uh-huh. Our, our, our space thruple. Our space thruple. <laughs> all right, are we ready to dive in here? And now for our feature presentation. Captain's log. Stardate 1312.4. The impossible has happened. From directly ahead, we're picking up a recorded distress signal. The call letters of a vessel which has been missing for over two centuries. Oh. Did another Earth ship once probe out that of the galaxy? That doesn't sound totally impossible to, to me. It seems like something what that would just happen. <laughs> right, that actually, yeah, kind of adds up. <laughs> 200 year old space Wow, trip. check out these costumes. Spock's right, eyebrows also, are. I'll have you. Check. Wow, just like at slash their, marks at their greatest arch. Well, I imagine yet. you play a very irritating game of chess. Kirk yeah, has his a shoulder eyebrows zipper. Are, as the kids say, on fleek. Oh, yes. On fleek. They're also playing the 3D he chess, you know, that we were just talking about. That's pretty much opened on a shot of 3D chess. Yeah. Okay. Sir, yeah. Spock's got those um, like slash line eyebrows, and he's also got some major like turf bangs or micro bangs happening. Like his hair is very different than usual. Yeah, they kind of get it better as they go here. No, sir. Yeah, they've all got like space sweaters. Don't have nearly as much attitude. Right. Look at the girl in the aerobics outfit behind them. Yeah, I can't. I can't. I can't stop looking at her. She's got like yeah, like a tennis outfit here. or something. Right. right. She's playing tennis on the holodeck. It feels wrong watching these like old See, man hands operate these the high tech uh what are you saying? That was Scotty. That was Scotty? Yeah, He's just not Scotty here. yet? I only heard it from his accent. Oh, but look, that's it's him, Scotty. isn't it? Oh, there he is, yeah. He looks younger. 
more like destroyed the ship in this yeah case. Huh. maybe it's just the yellow shirt let's hope it's taped okay, okay so okay. they just so, transported um, we are in the yeah, transporter room <laughs> yeah they transported a uh, like like oh my half, god, I'm at a loss. Uh, it's like a, a trash can with, with a like beacon on the top and yeah, tripod legs. <laughs> and then like a like a ship wheel, like an old-timey ship wheel on one side. Yeah, we don't know like what's happening though cuz we talked through all of it. Like it's so <laughs> not cute. Oh, oops. Wow, I can't wait to see who that is. Space. The the trash can? Yeah. I think there's someone inside of it? No, I doubt. Maybe. Probably just has some sort of space disease. It, it's 200 years old. We know that. We, we caught the one bit of dialogue we needed to. Look at the ceiling in the hallways with these big silver reflector things. Look at oh, and we can even stick the camera up there, apparently. <laughs> From above. Yeah, we got the bird's eye shot. I wonder when's the next time we're going to see that. Wow. Well, you finished the game. Mm. Ooh, this random guy's giving Spock some eyes. I think he's supposed to be like, giving him like stink eye, but it looks much more flirty. Like he's being Vulcan racist, you think? Oh, probably. And he's a helmsman. Okay, so we have like gold uniforms and blue uniforms and brown uniforms, and it's a bad, bad look. Yeah, I'm glad they redid these. She looks great, but she'd probably look good in anything. Exactly. There's a cute blonde girl Coaching with a Kind of hunching over Kirk. Mm, I bet she's... Oh, I think... I think Yaoman Janice has not been established yet. This is uh, pre-Janice. This is Janice's sister. Yeah, this is Janice's older sister, who's not as good at putting up with sexism, so she quits a week after joining Starfleet. I like that we can see him talking in person, but he's... What did you say? Is that him announcing to the whole ship? Is that what that yeah. sounded like? It yeah, sounds like he's in like a tin the... can. That was so bad. It's also funny because we're seeing him do it in person, so like we should still be hearing him normally, and the rest <laughs> of the ship should be hearing him like that. But like it's coming out of his mouth like like reverberated like that. Like, let, let me put on oh my, my loudspeaker voice real quick, Spock. Everybody, pay attention now. <laughs> oh my god, that's so embarrassing. What a goof. We'll move out into our probe. Uh oh, the blue uniform guys are coming on. Uh oh. Department head. But there's another hot blonde girl. How are we gonna tell them apart? Yep, we got a hot blonde with a side part, we got an old guy, and we got Sulu. Oh, the hot girl's name's Smith, and he's giving her the captain's chair? Does it seem weird that he... Oh, I'm starting to remember this character. I was gonna say, does it seem weird that he doesn't know his whole crew? Because didn't, didn't we say there's only, like, roughly 200 people on this ship or something? That sounds about right. So it just seems goofy that he has so many crew... Like, every crew member he meets has to introduce themselves to him. Like, like you'd think you would know... This is just messy you know. writing. <laughs> yeah, I guess we gotta introduce them somehow. <laughs> and also, Sulu's in blue. Like, what's happening? Blue-loo. Blue-loo? <laughs> I hate these brown uniforms. I cannot look at them. interested in how that crew reacted well, improving the breed, Doctor, is that your line? 
I heard that's more your specialty. Right? Okay, so this guy's uh, racist towards Vulcans and uh, creepy towards women. So I don't know the character's the name, but we've uh, established him pretty well. Yeah. Also, why are so many men on the show just like super hunchy? Like this is another hunch-shoulder guy. I know. I'm wondering. Was noticing the same thing. I, I keep wondering if maybe they're like trying to get them to be the same height as Kirk for when they talk to him, so they don't look like they're like oh taller God. than him. Maybe they're like just wow. kind of hunched down to fit in the frame. <laughs> and then they told Litter Nimoy, they're like, "Yeah, you got a hunch because you're so much taller," and he was just like, "No, <laughs> <laughs> I am this tall. Deal with it." Now, orders, counter orders, repeated urgent requests for information from the ship's computer records for anything concerning ESP and human Why don't, as an audience, why don't we just listen to this ourselves instead of listening to Spock tell us about it? How are you on ESP? Yeah, that's interesting, too. I guess so that we get more chance to, you know, I'd rather hear just about anything out of Leonard Nimoy's mouth than some other actor. Fair. Okay, but did you just hear that? They're all nope. talking about, like, people's ability to have ESP. Mm-hmm. Because this is the 60s, and they were like, yeah, that's totally a real thing. People are psychic, and we can measure how psychic people are. One crewman seemed to have recovered. That's when it became... It's kind of a common sci-fi thing, too. Yeah, because I think it was, well, I feel like especially sci-fi from this time, because that was, like, coming into, like, common vernacular, and so we're like, yeah, we're gonna keep developing these, like, psychic senses, but now we're like, psychic powers. that's not that valuable. Yeah. Yeah, because I'm thinking, Philip K. Dick did Ubik, and then we also had, uh, uh, Cronenberg does scanners in the 80s where they can blow up each other's heads. Okay, we just have, like, a really doofy group of people just standing on the bridge looking at her. Yeah, everyone's just like, standing they look around. Like a bunch they hadn't of quite tourists. figured out the blocking. Yeah, like, they don't look like they belong there. And and Blondie here, the cute one in the middle, is just kind of hovering around the middle of the room. Like, she does not know where she should be standing. Like, it's her first day and she feels kind of awkward about it. Like For real? Oh, my God. Smith, that's her name. Good thing we gave her such a memorable name. <laughs> Smith, yeah, for real. Oh, like the way we pass stars in this show is so funny. It's like just not that accurate. They just kind of go by us. Yeah, but stars you of every color. Force yeah. field of some kind. Yeah, we're coming up on it fast. Oh, that must be a effect added in later, right? Big, yeah, they're and looking same out with, the, like, uh, the exterior space shots that have like all the like cool space clouds and stuff. That's all new. Yeah, they're they're looking at the viewer screen and they're seeing a big kind of purple pulsey cloud wave thing. It looks good though. I mean, you know, it's an updated graphic. It's a it's a George Lucas special edition graphic, but it doesn't look bad. I'd love to know what it originally looked like. Yeah, it's just like when a purple I first watched dot. these, it was all the old effects. Oh, okay. Um, so Smith is holding hands with like the super weird sexist guy. Did you see that? <laughs> I did. Well, I mean, you know, they were attempting to hold hands anyway. He kind of passed her his entire arm, like, like she was <laughs> like gonna, she was gonna him. have, like he was a, like he was a, uh, uh, what do they call it, an emotional support animal, and she just like needed <laughs> to be in contact with him. Like was like, I, I panic all the time. Like, <laughs> oh my god, yikes! I guess to be a yaman, you have to have like zero self respect. 
Okay, yeah, so we're see, going that effect of them flying through space looks better than anything we've People seen in, in TOS or TNG. <laughs> now we're deep in the purple. Yeah. We're flying through purple. Deep purple something. Purple haze! Look in my mind! Purple is turning maroon. What does that mean? These two are still holding hands. They just look so unprofessional. She's just standing there holding hands with him. Like, like okay, also, maybe uh, since he's flying the ship, he should probably have both hands free, right? Nope, he's just hey, now he's holding both of her hands. Okay, so the consoles are exploding, and like specifically, Yaoman Smith is hilarious to watch because she's kind of like, oh, oh, like she's she like slightly startled and like uncomfortable. Yes, I have a suspicion she was- Oh! Oh man, too much is happening, I gotta pause it for a second. Wowza. I was gonna say, firstly, I have a suspicion she was cast for uh, her good looks. Um, yeah, alone. and not her acting problem? Um, yeah, I, I have a suspicion that is what's happening. Oh, I uh, don't know. <laughs> uh, second, Helmsman, Helmsman uh, hateful, sexist, uh, Vulcan hater guy just got zapped- Kelso. Kelso, yeah, Kelso just got zapped to crap and and fell on the floor. Um, we you know we saw mm -hmm. his skeleton for a second and stuff. He, I, I'm gonna guess he's dead, but I guess we'll see. Um, I'm guessing that something uh, mystical happens to him, but I've definitely never seen this episode. Mm, he got psychic just powers. Yeah, I'm, I'm remembering this now. Yeah, yeah. Oh, great. So we already established him to be a total goon, and now he's gonna get all these powers. <laughs> Uh-huh. Oh, and Spock just jumped and took the helm because that's what Spock fucking does. He takes charge. He doesn't just but stand there reacting. <laughs> but he's not holding Smith's hand. Somebody has to hold Smith's hand. <laughs> right. she, she's just wandering around like a lost child now. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I love a good space bimbo. Oh, she... Okay, so the less the, cute the, blonde the, the girl the also got struck by the shock. Yes, but she's like a psychologist or something. Yeah. Okay, Spock is holding Kirk's hand, so at least there's still. Okay, some all right, yeah. We need. Don't worry. Somebody always has to hold hands. Gary. Also, they keep on telling us about the gravity levels on the ship, and like, can I just say I don't give a shit? Like, why would that be important information? <laughs> Gary Chad or Gary Kelso, huh? That's a real goonish name to go with everything else. Oh, his okay, eyes. So Kelso's eyes look like. His crystals. Eyes are funky. Kirk is holding him very erotically. Like, I'm just saying. <laughs> Don't look into the light. My eyes are the light. <laughs> we get Enterprise. We have like a hundred people on the bridge right now. Yeah, way too many. Putting everything back together. I think I've said this before, but they do way better about that in Next Gen of regulating who's on the bridge. In this show, people just come and go willy-nilly, and it drives me crazy having watched TNG. Yeah, it's like we got roughly nine people at all times in the same positions in, in TNG, and here it's just like, they're like, oh, what if somebody's at this board? Yeah. Um, we're looking at ESP ratings of it was crew members? It was Kelso's records, and it said that he had tested particularly high for ESP. Okay, he was, and she already said that she did, too. Uh, which might be why they were particularly struck by the lightning. They were like uh, they were like lightning rods for ESP powers from the purple cloud to be zapped into them. Mm -hmm. Exactly. <laughs> sure. 
<laughs> okay, Spock's looking real good right now. <laughs> he is just so much man. And you, are you feeling all right? Yes, Mitchell too, <laughs> except for his eyes. We're trying to find a reason for that now. Why out of our whole crew only certain people were affected? I think we found that answer, Doctor. You mentioned that tests show that you have a high degree. Yeah, okay, yeah. I love when they do this when we explain something and then they explain it seconds later. I know. Before the Valiant was destroyed, his captain was frantically searching. Wow, this is another weird camera angle. We're like looking over Spock's shoulder as he's looking at the console. Except there's nothing on the console screen, so it's, yeah. He also doesn't have a keypad in front of him, which we just saw him like pretending to type a second ago. He would never. He's Spock is taking a much uh, more aggressive tone in this episode too. I'm finding he kind of tones it down later. Yeah, which is what we like about him. Yeah, but oh, it's because they don't have mellow bones. level-headedness. Mm, but because yeah. we don't have bones to play that part, they need somebody Spock to be kind of panicked. Exactly. Okay, not panicked, but like agitated, maybe. All right, and now uh, Helmsman Kelso is laying in a hospital bed. He's reading a computer screen with his with his goofy looking eyes. Oh my gosh! Okay, so I looked up how they did the effects for these eyes, and do you want to know? It sounds terrible. I figured they just put giant things in his eyes, and he probably can't about see him. shit. Am I right about that? That's essentially right. They did like two like lenses, like contact lenses, with like yeah aluminum foil between them. Oh, God, yeah, that's what it looks like. They look that really, like... like a goddamn nightmare. I mean, look at him right now, even. He looks like... Like, his eyes look like they're in a ton of pain. He looks like he's seconds from crying, just crying everywhere at every given moment. So, kudos to this actor for giving a hell of a performance while these things are in his head. Like... Right? They said it's amazing the he's able to say anything they, besides... Yeah, not only were they uncomfortable, but they were also, like, obviously, like, you can't fucking see. So he could only see when he looks down, which is, like, I guess what he does for most of the episodes is he kind of has his chin up, like he's doing right now. He's got his chin up and his eyes down so that he can see. Isn't that horrible? They did that to Yeah, it's astonishing he's able to say anything besides, like, oh, my eyes! Oh! <laughs> That's just like, all he's saying for the rest of the episode. Star. Okay, also, this scene is important because it's establishing that he and Kirk are buddies. You planned that? Well, you wanted mm. me to think, didn't you? <laughs> I outlined a campaign for her. I almost married. I like, do you hear the score right now? Better be good to me. Doom. Doom. I'm getting even Doom. better ideas here. Doom. Maybe it's a heart <laughs> monitor. I think so. I think it's an ominous score. <laughs> Spinoza? Okay. I'm going to ask Dr. Dana to keep you under observation for a while. With almost 100 women on Kirk's board, also looking a little more rugged than usual. He's looking good, too. Consider it a challenge. He is. That doesn't seem I right. mean, he's Maybe a good-looking like, guy. It was way before they... I mean, I feel like by like, season three, he was getting a little puffy. <laughs> the, the lifestyle was catching up to him. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, Kelso says something kind of vaguely threatening as Kirk left. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love their their computer screens look almost like Kindle screens. Like they just stuck a That's piece of paper true. inside of a screen. Yeah, like a real boxy Kindle. He's reading at, at data speed. 
Yeah, but Spock is watching what he's reading and he's getting a little suspicious. Is that Gary Mitchell? Oh, his name's Gary Mitchell, not Gary Kelso. Kelso's the other helmsman, I guess. Okay, somebody said Kelso, right? I'm not yeah, no, somebody definitely said Kelso earlier. Yeah, that must be okay. the other helmsman. Or maybe the, the shrink is named Kelso. We'll figure this out. <laughs> Just so that I they can the all disappear next episode. Oh, well. Dinner, okay. Yeah, These, everybody's only here for a day. Oh, my God. Okay. <gasps> Gary is looking directly into the security camera at Kirk, which is especially eerie because he clearly can't see anything at all. <laughs> that was real creepy. Ew, now we have Does this the stupid doctor. I'm going back for this. Look at the okay. um look at the, the the monitor of like all of his health signs. Um yeah, it appears to have what what looks like a tissue dispenser on the bottom of it. Oh Watch my this. god, show me. Show you me see the that? tissue dispenser. Or or maybe it's like a little plastic tube actually. Like maybe someone's gonna drink out of the You see what I'm looking at here? Yeah. It's pretty goofy looking. I don't know. Interesting. And there's like, like it's a gonna come out and be a hose. Like a yeah. Straw? Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, but yeah, look, homegirl's wearing pants. Most she ladies is. don't wear pants in the series, at least not on the show. I know you don't particularly like me, Mr. Mitchell, but since I am assigned here, can we make the best of it? Mm-hmm. I've got nothing against you, Doctor. Or against. I wonder if they like did that switch to like sex up the show a little bit. Uh, I have more lady legs around. Sorry about Probably. We do know Gene Roddenberry was a great big perv. I feel like Roddenberry was the one who's probably like, they should all wear pants, because women will wear pants in the future. And then I feel like somebody else is probably like, or... I don't know. Maybe. He was definitely a perv, though. That's well established. (laughs) Oh, I didn't know that, but I'm not surprised. I'm not saying he's necessarily a creepy perv, but he was very much like, like, let's have a lot of sex in this show. Oh, well, yeah, of course. Yeah. And he was right. Like, let me just say. Right. I'm also not saying he's necessarily not a creepy perv. I haven't looked into it enough. <laughs> okay. We just know he likes cute girls, and they get great sure. girls for this show. They do. I just God, his eyes. It yeah, it's hard to look at. Uh, so we just figured out he can control his like heart rate and, and other things with his mind. Vitals. Yeah. His vitals. Thank you. Oh no, he's dropping them all the way down to look like he's dead. Oh, he killed himself. Well, I guess it's over. The show's over. <laughs> Fun while it lasted. So he's pretending to be dead right Stop now. Stop it. Stop he's it. Playing dead, I guess. Or he accidentally really did just kill himself. But he's back now. You were dead for almost 22 seconds. There were no readings at all. Yeah. Mm mm. They're vibing. Yeah, she had to climb on top of him to make sure he was okay. Of course. How else could you check? There've been other things too. Like oh, now they're holding hands. <laughs> he had to fumble around for it for a minute. You can see. Yeah. Right. Are you surprised? <laughs> What's happening to me? Do you remember everything you read that quickly? On any tape? Sure. Ooh, this is interesting. The uniform, like, zips in the back. I feel like that's kind of weird. Yeah, well, Kirk zips on the shoulders, if you saw that earlier. Oh, I did not. 
Yeah, we'll probably see it again, I'm sure. I love his wings. The, the doctor who's not here so, right now is wearing a uniform over his other uniform. <laughs> okay, so he's reciting the lines from, like, she's, like, quizzing him and he's knowing everything memorized. So there's obviously something crazy going on. Right, and we just missed a reference to 1996, which I, I definitely have to hear. I love his wings. <laughs> oh, okay. Slender feathered things with grace and hip swept curve and tapered tip. Nightingale Woman. Written by Vitarbold by on the Canopius planet back in 1996. It's funny you picked that one, Doctor. <laughs> That's funny. Why? <laughs> I guess that, that that one can stand. You know, it's just a plan we hadn't discovered yet. It's one of the most passionate uh -huh. sonnets of the past couple of centuries. I like how in Star Trek they like men always flirt with women by just like grabbing them and like talking into their <laughs> face. It's very romantic. Like like loudly whispering at them. Uh-huh. Yeah, he's just like got her by the arm. And is like sticking his face right by her face, but she's into it. Kind of. She's also a little freaked out by him, though. True. Um, <laughs> Crewman walked in on them. Check up on yeah. <laughs> it's okay, Lee. Awkward. Lee. Maybe this is Kelso. The fabled Kelso. <laughs> Our good-looking lady doctor here. <laughs> yeah, sure. So, um. Uh, so, how go the repairs? <laughs> well, the main engines are gone. Unless we can find someone to re-energize. <laughs> They're just gone? You better check the starboard impulse. That seems like a yeah, huge problem. Yeah, it seems problem. like a massive problem that he's kind of just casually being like, Oh, I guess we're basically all gonna die. Yeah, what? You'll blow the whole impulse deck. I'll, uh, I'll get on it right away. I just wanted to stop by and make sure you were okay. See you later. It's interesting that we spend this so much of this first episode with this goon, though. Like, uh huh. Well, it's the we same with no... like the episode before, where it was so much time with Charlie, and before that, yeah, it was Charlie so much time X. with like the salt monster. Like, they don't do nearly as well, like just hanging out with their leads, which is yeah. so weird. Which kind of goes with the I think what I said in the first episode about this this being a, a horror TV show, where it's like we're, we kind of get our monster each time, our person turning into a monster. Well, it didn't make oh, yeah, other guys are just like victims that it comes after. Yeah, I mean, I feel like there's like lots of like parallels to like Twilight Zone and that kind of thing. Like sci-fi and horror kind of go together a little bit, especially if you're in like deep space with like so much that's unknown. Our subject. All right, here we are at the conference room. We have actually most of what will become the regular crew. But this We've is got not the Bones the Doctor, we have Sulu. Set. Usually it's like in an all gray room, you know? This is just a different mm, I hadn't even realized. Yeah. Tell me that you've been friends since he joined the service, that you asked for him aboard your first command. It is my duty, whether pleasant or unpleasant, to listen to the reports, observations, even speculations on any subject that might affect I love how often in this show they're like, this person is one of Kirk's oldest friends, and it's like, then why is he only in one episode? Have you heard evidence I like that anyone asks Kirk a question and he answers pretty reasonably, but as soon as a woman's like, well, Kirk, what about this? He's like, shut up, woman! Don't question me! I I that's so true. They're like, oh, women are so hysterical. Just like emasculated by her presence. 
bridge control started. We do have Scotty. He is. He's oh, talking. I told you. Instrument readings changed. He's even talking. And on my monitor screen, I could see Mitchell smiling each time it happened. As if this ship and crew were almost a toy for his amusement. <laughs> Spock's just watching this man. Right, is this not like super duper similar to the Charlie X plot, though? Like we've got a guy with superhuman powers who's potentially going to blow up the ship on the ship. Like this is exactly what we did last week. Look, I wish I could tell you that that's the last time that they did something like that, but I'm almost certain that it's not. Okay, and she's like a little fascist. A mutated superior man could be a wonderful thing. Oh my God. You didn't make it sound like it. Also, I hate that the only woman at the table is so, like, hysterical. Increasing geometrically. That is like having a penny, doubling it every day. In a month, you'll be a millionaire. <laughs> that was the worst math I've ever heard from our <laughs> mathematician. <laughs> if you had a penny and doubled it every day for a month, what would you have? Like, would you even have a dollar? <laughs> no, you, you would, but... Would. You would not have a million dollars. Okay, you can fact check Sulu. We'll see what happens. Right, I'll do the math and, and let you guys know next week. <laughs> Perfect. Spock's looking real sassy. <laughs> he can't help himself. I kind of like this set. Look at this goofy thing above them. I know, it's cool. You heard the mathematics of it. Yeah, they should have kept some of this stuff. Also, it's very weird that he just referenced an Earth base. I think this is kind of before they established, like, Starfleet. Delta Vega. It has a lithium cracking station. We may be able to our engine. Yeah, like, maybe we're still pretty uh, terrestrially based at this point in there. In the, uh, uh -huh. idea of the show, anyway. Exactly. Because it's all still being developed. It's just funny how, like, this show, like, doesn't align at all with its own canon. Which is just funny because it's the first yeah. of its kind, so it's interesting. Right, they kind of figure it out. Exactly, which is the beauty of it. See, at least okay. they're a little ahead on this episode, though. Spock is already warning us to kill Mitchell. But I don't think that's... I am not totally sure that that's the solution that Spock should arrive at. I think he's right. They can't really keep a guy around who could kill them all, and then on top of that is like... Oh, just, you know, has plenty of problems of his own already. It's well established. It's like he has barely okay. any powers yet, and he's already a danger. But, like I said, this is not the last time that we're going to encounter this. When they have the same problem in Space Seed with Khan, I think they just send him to another planet and just, like, exile him, that was... But, like, you Spock always suggested wanna... that first. Yeah, you always want to, like, kill as the last possible resort. You always want to try everything else first, and I feel like they're usually good about that, especially Spock. Yeah, well, he was... I think he said that they... he might not let them get away. Hmm. It's a tough situation to be in when you got a human god on your ship. And it happens a lot yeah. in this show, because Q is also the same shtick. I know. Oh my god, there she is again. His Yao Min is literally just standing there like a piece of furniture. <laughs> like, next to the captain's chair. Like She's, she's like, waiting. waiting for them to... She's waiting for them to call rolling. She doesn't realize that they're already going. <laughs> The writer was like, women don't have a rich internal life. She'll just stand there and wait to be told what to do. Okay, he's psychically uh, he's moving a cup and filling it with water. Telekinetically drinking water. That 
plus fun effects. Probably like magnets or something. Uh oh, Spock's a got a cute maybe? little gun on his belt. What? It's like a, a, a string, maybe. All of his life suddenly being given sight. <laughs> well, that's irony. ironic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Grabbed a cup. Uh oh, he doesn't like Some that. Some people think that makes me a monster, don't they, Jim? Well, you are acting like a monster right now, buddy. Like, why does everybody become an asshole when they have? Oh, I guess absolute power corrupts absolute absolutely. Power. Whatever. <laughs> I'm just saying, if I was psychic, I wouldn't immediately be a big asshole about it. I don't think. No, I'd be like, yeah, well, you know, like in TNG, I, I'm making a lot of TNG references today, but but Riker was all like, let me give all my friends things that make them happy. And then they're like, yeah, we don't know about this. Oh, he's zapping everyone. Uh-oh, he's a Jedi. He's got Emperor Palpatine powers. Also, the fact that it's like an evil man named Gary is just very satisfying. I can't move past that. I know, it's so it's like funny. like the doofiest name. <laughs> yeah, it is. Look at Spock's phaser belt, which he's wearing, like, I know, it's so halfway cute. up his shirt, and it's so cumbersome looking. It just looks like a little cowboy belt, but spacey. Right, that's exactly what it looks like. It's not uh, particularly concealed. Oh, he's still susceptible to being punched in the face by Kirk, though. <laughs> Ooh, they got him pinned down. They're giving uh -huh. him an injection. The hypo spray, or wait, no, the hypo spray. I don't think it was. Hypo spray right? is what wakes you up, right? Where you jab him in the neck and they wake up. You can look it up. Oh wow. This shirt's <laughs> a little cropped. You're seeing some tummy. <laughs> Soon I'll squash you like insects. Yep, he's uh. You know, none of this would have happened if McCoy was here. Energized. Yeah, instead we got this doofass doctor. Right. Scotty's like helper, like looks over his shoulder, like he thought he was gonna screw it up. <laughs> he's learning. Oh, here's an interesting matte painting we're beaming down to. I love the paintings. So we transport down to the planet with uh. Uh, gosh, a whole set of our lead characters. The Kirk, Kirk Spock, Spock, the Shrink, the Doctor. Denner, and the Doctor, yeah. yeah and, 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 oh, some... and the God guy, Gary. Yes, and then somebody we can't see kind of crouched in the back there. Mm -hmm. Oh, and uh, Kelso. Yes. There's not a soul on this planet but us. I guarantee nobody, nobody can keep track of any of the characters because we, bar we barely can. <laughs> Huh, so it looks like, so they just established that this planet is abandoned, but it's, looks like people used to live here. I think they said, did they say Delta Vega? Delta is this Delta Vega? Vega? Yeah, which is like a desert planet, but in the Kelvin universe, it's like a It's a snow planet. planet. Yeah. What a weird thing to, you know, why not, I don't know, commit to whatever it is and just make another planet. I mean, who cares, right? <laughs> Yeah, I guess so. Well, Star really Trek matter. fans. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like a throwaway planet. It's cool. We got him in a box. Okay, so just he's like stuck in Charlie. like one of those. He's stuck in one of those like little prisons with the invisible doors that they have on the show a lot. But I cannot see why that smart would production stop wise. Him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. His powers haven't grown. You know, he's still he's only at eight pennies right now. But in a minute, he'll be at sixteen pennies, and he'll be able to break through. 
We're measuring his power in pennies, right? <laughs> yep, that's what Sulu says. My oh, he's crying. I hate his eyes. I know, yeah, it, it just like looks so painful. And one of them's like uh, askew half the time, too. It's like they never even really point the right direction. That's true. And almost died. I remember. So why be afraid of me now? You've been testing your ability to take over the Enterprise. In the transporter room, you said something about us seeming like insects by comparison. <laughs> Squashing us if we got in your way. He's like, I don't remember saying that. I was drugged. <laughs> okay, okay. A mere joke. <laughs> you guys don't get me. And my humor. Drug me again and watch what I do to you. Like yourself. <laughs> Why don't you kill me then? Mr. Spock is right and you're a fool if you can't see it. You don't mean that, Gary. Men cannot survive of a race of true espers is more. In time, you'll understand that. Okay, they need to be... Okay, so he's trying to go through the little force field and it turned all red. And it's, like, zapping him. But they need to do something about the fact that this, like, psychiatrist is very clearly, like, super hot for him. Like, she can't be objective right now. She's got a big old crush. No, she's a mess. His eyes briefly turned back to normal after he got zapped. Also, I'll say the zapping effect looked pretty good. Do you think it's gonna blow up the head of this unknown crewman in the back? This this red <laughs> suit wearing a blue shirt. <laughs> there's no red suits yet. <laughs> Just because their suits aren't red doesn't mean they're not there. Doesn't mean they're not totally disposable. You know that. I'll just keep getting more pennies until I'm a millionaire. Just like Britney Spears, stronger than yesterday. Oh, I listened to that today. What about? <laughs> it is. <laughs> oh, here, we'll just insert this brand new control panel into the bridge. We're back on and the bridge with up. Scotty. Scotty is so skinny. It's like, see, good as new. It fits like a glove, Captain. <laughs> oh. And he's right. <laughs> Christoph Spock get the phaser rifle we sent down. I didn't order any. Oh, a phaser rifle? Oh my god, Spock is ready for action. He looks like a goddamn <laughs> king with like a huge ass like billy gun kind of thing. Wow. <laughs> See, and if he was more well established at this point, we'd know the fact that Spock is like going gun crazy and like arming up should be like everybody red flags for like everybody. Out. <laughs> but they're all just kind of writing him off. They're like, Spock just wants to kill this guy for some reason. The guy who said we were insects. I don't know what his deal is. Like, Spock is literally always right. I'm just gonna say it now. It's true. Direct to the power bin. He is, yeah. He should he should be captain. Straight up. <laughs> They have one episode that I think you've yet to watch where they, like, establish why Spock could never be the captain, and it's absolute bullshit, but we'll get there when we get there. Isn't it for racist reasons, basically? Um, not necessarily. Captain's log, stardate 1313. It's okay, we'll get there. All right. I, I really like this matte painting for this planet. I, I think all the fake planet out the window looks really nice. Balance of the landing I agree. Party hey, but you know something that's interesting is we always refer to the current date in star date, Mitchell, but like up to a certain point, become, we still use like regular Earth years. Like earlier, they said 1996. But if you're using yeah. like a completely different, do you know what I mean? Like that's so inconsistent. Yeah, it's it's bizarre that he would he wouldn't have said this was written in star date, whatever, whatever. Yeah. Interesting. And of course, it's funny that 96 is the distant future. <laughs> exactly. I'm staying behind with him. 
Okay, big surprise. She's gonna stay with him. Well, it's kind of useless as a shrink anyway, so it's probably okay. Oh no! The wires are coming up to choke Kelso, who is in fact named Kelso. Uh oh, it's going around his neck. Oh, it's choking him. It's choking him. Do a backflip. Do a backflip. Yeah, do anything except for just like be slowly strangled over the console. <laughs> he did not. He and, uh, was slowly strangled over the console. It shows us Gary to establish that he was in fact cross yep. which is not a surprise. Yeah, it was. It was obvious, but it was nice of them to tell us. Also, it's kind of whack that he keeps getting called James, because usually when people use this first name, it's Jim. You know, like always. Ew! Imagine yeah, being I, in love with this loser. She sucks. I, she likes power. She I knows guess what she so. likes. She's like, there's no oh. money anymore, so I only like power. He's feeling around for her. He, he was kind of supposed to come in and like put his arm around her and lead her away, but there was a brief moment where he very clearly could not see her there. <laughs> okay, but now she's got the tinfoil eyes too. They're tinfoil eye pals. Maybe they've been in this together from the start. Rut-row. Kirk and, and Spock are taking Kirk a nap. Passed out. <laughs> oh, but the doofy doctor's here. Doctor Old Man Steen. <laughs> here, take this pill. It'll make you feel better. <laughs> At least Spock's alive. Doctor went with. At least Spock's alive. Thank God. Until after I'm gone. <laughs> My fault. Mitchell got as far as he did. Kirk is like, I like to leave before they wake up the next day. Did you see that? <laughs> yes. No kidding. We're headed across the valley to the left of the Point right. of Peaks. There's, there's flat lands beyond. When Mr. Spock recovers, you'll both transport up immediately to the Enterprise. Like, yeah, who would believe that this old ass dude is on like a five year mission in space? Like, he should be retired. You know, maybe uh, lifespans are longer at this point. Or maybe, maybe his character is actually in his 30s. <laughs> Could be. Oh, his name's Mark. All right. Dr. Mark Oldsteinberg. <laughs> um, so the through. two psychic tinfoil eyes folks are just walking through like a weird desert with lots of funky, funky rocks. Mm-hmm. She's looking pretty good, though, with her tinfoil eyes and the wind ruffling her hair. There is wind. So they're gonna start a new world, I guess, and be gods. Oh. I don't know, her Which left eye is looking a bit derpy. The tinfoil eyes are kind of susceptible to like light hitting them at weird angles and making them look Ooh. like they're either like cross-eyed or cockeyed. Very true. Um they just made he a little waved oasis. his hand. Uh-huh. Summoned a it's little garden of Eden. Real nice. I'm sure the they'll clouds, make that uh, The sky still looks like terrible weather, but... Oh, wait! I might have spoken too soon. Is it gonna get sunny? He waved his arms. No, that's a set piece. You can't change the color of a set piece, dummy. <laughs> can't, can't swap out the matte painting. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but he's still drinking water with his hands like some sort of freak, even though he could probably... Just create a cup. <laughs> create a cup, yeah. Loser. Look at her fumbling for him. <laughs> oh my god. She has no idea where he is. Right. What'd you say? Where are you? 
They're supposed oh to have superpowers, god. but they like can't really see or walk very well. Oh my god, that's so good. Kirk sneaking up on them with his big old rifle. They're just standing here waiting for him to attack, I guess. My Kirk senses are tingling. A very foolish man. He now has like an ambient voice. Just say Captain Kirk. You both know who he is. Oh, he's dropping rocks on Kirk and his big rifle. Actually, I think Kirk knocked that down himself. Oh, you're right. I think he's just being clumsy. Blasphemy. It's like they already knew he was there. What does it matter? Let there be food. Do they need food anymore? Oh, my favorite kind of apples. I mean, they look like pears. <laughs> if I was a god, I would still eat food. Sure, same here. And then I'd, you know, keep myself skinny. Uh-huh. Give myself rock-hard abs. Yes. <laughs> I'd probably change my eyes to not look so derpy, too, but... <laughs> oh, that's a really good idea. That's the first thing I would do. Right. These Kefarian apples... Fucking weird. It looks like a fruitcake. Quite a fun prop, but they do not look yummy. They look like they've got a lot of inedible, like, seeds and things in them. <laughs> He's pretending to eat it, but it's clearly a prop. Styrofoam, yeah. He's got it dribbled all over his chin now, too. What a dingus. I want you to see just how unimportant they are. Do you think she's gonna try to seduce him? Because I think that's what women primarily do. <laughs> the only way they can defend themselves. That lipstick choice is really bad for her because she's got kind of like a weirdly wide mouth and then she's just wearing a very pink color. You must help me. Like, I totally agree. On, her, and then it goes straight through her cheeks too, pretty much. Her, <laughs> she's just got a great big pink face. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Her hair's nice though. And for humanity... Her hair is nice. Harder, kind of weird. You are. Yeah. Looks better from the side. <laughs> Turned her yeah. head there and revealed. Definitely. Earth is really unimportant. Before long, we'll be where it would have taken mankind millions of years. So he's planning on killing him. Why doesn't he kill her right now? Because she's a girl. What to do with this power? Will he acquire the wisdom? Please go back while you still. Yes. Did you hear him joke about compassion? Why don't they just bail? Just leave them to have their own little planet. It's fine. I think he's annoyed about him zapping anyone. Spock at this point and choking uh, Kelso. Oh, his two besties. About our frailties. As powerful as he gets, he'll still have all that inside him. Go back. Okay, say what you want about Shatner, but he's good at delivering an impassioned monologue. Or an impassioned speech. Yes. Yep. Absolutely. Which becomes kind of a cornerstone of Trek. Absolutely. And it's like... A little overacty, but I really love it. I think it's perfect. Yeah, it's the perfect place for what Shatner is good at. It's yeah, it, it all just aligns quite well. Uh huh. Especially when it, it actually makes sense. Sometimes he's giving monologues, and I'm like, oh, what? <laughs> right. Oh my god! He just Kirk like rolled on the ground. Roll. He loves them. He's he loves shooting. Uh, Gary in the chest with his laser, but... Oh! Nothing happened. Gary, with he a flick of gun. his wrist, shot the gun across the field. The battlefield. Mm -hmm. Probably just hit Elizabeth in the fucking face, but whatever. Friend. Yeah, she was standing right there. 
Alright, here we go. Now he's gonna drop a rock on him. He deserves a decent burial, at least. Oh, oh he, he made him a grave! Dug him a grave. That's grim. Oh, he even made him a tombstone already. James Arkirk? Who's that? That's did it really say James Arkirk? It did. Watch it again. Oh my god. That's funny. What do you think it is? James Rudolph Kirk? James Reginald Kirk? <laughs> James Riberius Kirk? <laughs> James Riker Kirk? James Riker Kirk? <laughs> I bet that's it. God. Still driven by human frailty. Maybe he just didn't know Kirk's middle name. <laughs> <laughs> he's guessing. He's, he's not entirely all knowing. He still has to, you know, he still has to read the information to know it. He's still collecting pennies. To you. Both of you. Pray that you die easily. He's making Kirk, Kirk like, bow down before him. Uh huh. But he's like appealing to his uh, fragile masculinity, essentially. There'll only be one of you in the end. <laughs> <laughs> but Elizabeth feels bad. You can tell she's conflicted. One jealous god. He's making Kirk pray. Or is it making him something else? He's on his knees with his hands together, praying stance. Yeah. Denner looks real upset. Absolute power corrupting absolutely. There we go. Hey, that's what we said. <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> uh oh, she's gonna do something. She's got her hand up. Oh. <laughs> She's zapping Gary. Gary's getting zipped. Oh, he's zapping uh -oh. her. Just a little zap battle. But they don't seem... They don't have much of a reaction to getting zapped. They just kind of are... She's slowly laying down. Look at her left arm. Is she double-jointed? <laughs> <laughs> Look at that. Ouch! Falling down. And they both falling flash purple slowly. when they get zapped, which is cute. I think they both Oh, his zapped eyes are back to normal. Her to eyes are back to normal. Much time. Okay, now he has to kill them because they're human right now, right? Okay, he punched him. Punched him. Punched him again. Double arm hammer oh. punch. Love that shit. Karate chopped Karate to the neck. Chop. Karate chopped to the Another other one. side of the neck, and he tossed him into his grave. That was a good toss. Oh, no, he didn't. I thought he did. Okay. He threw him over a rock instead. Oh, his shirt ripped. That's weird. <laughs> I wonder if that'll ever happen that. again. <laughs> yeah, it's funny Just how many other things that happen in every single episode are established this early. Uh-huh. Wrestling. Uh-oh. He's got a rock over his head. Oh, he, he shouldn't have paused to ask for forgiveness. Yep, exactly. The, the lesson is to always be a merciless madman. Uh-huh. Oh. That rock went flying, almost like it was made of styrofoam. <laughs> Look yep. at the year on the on the. I mean, firstly, yes, it is James R. Kirk. Twelve seventy-seven point one, eighteen eighteen point seven. Hmm. Interesting. Or I think thirteen. That's the space date, I guess. The star date. Uh, I think you're right about eighteen. I but, think earlier they said. But you know, we're supposed to be distracted episode. by Kirk's exposed chest. Oh, did they? Oh. Yeah, it was in the opening. What an, uh, it seems like an unlucky year. <laughs> 13, 13. Ooh. Whoa. And now the tables have turned. 
Gary's powers are back, and he's throwing rocks at Kirk. Now they're both in the grave. That's a prolonged fight scene. I'm not going to narrate the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but the rocks are falling down on um, Gary in the grave. He sealed him into the grave. And it that can't possibly crushed him and him. killed him. I, I think it was a perfect fit for the grave, and it just smushed him. It fit like a glove, as Scotty would fit say. Fit like a glove. <laughs> oh, his pants are ripped, too. That's a new one. Not enough for me, though. Everybody's thinking it. I'm sorry. You can't know what it's like to be almost a god. He's like, well, I'm a starship captain, and that's more or less the same thing. <laughs> Pretty darn close. Have you seen these abs? Like, and their there's folds? There's like three streaks of paint on his face that are supposed to be blood, and it's just not great effects, if I'm being totally honest. Looks like he was scratched by a cat. Wow, look at those shoulders. Enterprise. From Captain Kirk. He's been through some shit. Mm-hmm. But he's come out victorious. Turned out all it really took was some brute force, some some good <laughs> old punches. And See, and normally we would decompress with Spock and Bones, but I feel like that might not happen. Captain Kirk has a... A bandage on his wrist, and that's about it. He actually came out fine. Still a little couple scratches on his face. Okay, so she died. Yep. He didn't mention that Gary died, though, on that report. Oh. Yes, Yaman Smith is still there like a piece of furniture. Just standing. Yeah, why is she even in this episode? She's done nothing. She's literally just been... And she only had one line to establish that her name was Smith. Also, like, like, get her a chair. Like, Jesus. Right? It would make zero difference had she not been here the whole time, though. Absolutely like, none. He didn't ask for what happened to him. Mm, for him he didn't ask for it to happen to him, but he also could have, like, he definitely chose to be, like, a huge asshole. Yeah, he did. Look at, firstly, Spock is saying, I felt for him, which I think is interesting. Because that's kind of a thing that, you Whoa. know. He doesn't generally do. But then yeah. also, is your freeze frame the same as mine? Is Kirk making that face on your screen right now? Oh, that real flirty side eye? <laughs> no, okay, we must have different screens. He's, he oh, looks man, like I he, have a flirty side eye. Looks like he's stoned eye. out of his mind on mine. He's got, like, his That's eyes closed. <laughs> you know what? Those are the two experiences of Captain Kirk. <laughs> Lost in the sauce. for you after all, Mr. Spock. <laughs> Not a particularly charming exchange. It's like, oh, I feel I bad that, that, that guy died. Good. Maybe you're not a total piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, fair point. Written by Samuel A. Peebles. Peoples. Good job, Peebles. Way to go, Peoples. Oof. By All the right, Peoples for the Peoples. <laughs> okay, enough of that. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely liked it better than Charlie X. Um, yeah, way, way yeah, better. For sure. Should we? Um, yeah, I guess let's let's uh, let's rate it. Warp drive, Mr. Scott. Um, do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? Uh, you can go I'll first, go. I guess. Um, this 
I feel like this is definitely the best that we've seen so far, including yes. the cage, um, both other episodes. Well, I think I like the man trap better than this one, actually. Oh, really? Yeah, I think I think I preferred the man trap to this episode. There was just a the mystery was a bit better, and uh-huh. also we had bones there. Um, so that that alone, I think, made me prefer the man trap to this episode. I just feel like this one is much better executed, but I can't say why. Hmm. Um, the themes are much more clear in this one. It's like we we know we're kind of talking about it every given point, whereas like Mantrap had all that stuff about the buffalo like and stuff that around. we were like, yeah. They I feel like they like took so long to get there, where I feel like this one was like a little bit like I still wouldn't say that it's like really tightly written, but like just like a lot more like cleaned up, you know. It's more where it's to like, the yeah. point, yeah. Exactly. So I think I would give this one like a solid like warp five. I think that's exactly what I'm going to give it to is a warp five. That's what I was just <gasps> really? thinking. It's like it's perfectly like middle of the line. It's not a bad episode. It's not it's not a great episode, but it, it's, it's very you know, totally solid. passable. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. So, yep, we're, we're giving it a warp five. You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> that's the first time we've agreed. That's fun. It is. And now for this segment. Mary, kill Ponfar! All right, everyone. Welcome to this episode of Mary, kill Ponfar. All right, Alex. You know the way the game works. I give you three different uh, characters from the episode we just watched. And you have to choose one to marry, one to kill, and one to engage in Ponfar with, which is basically like you're going to hook up with them. But if you want the added element of, like, getting back together every ten years or so, then, like, so be it. Um, totally open to your interpretation. Absolutely. So, Who are my contestants? So, your first contestant, the the beautiful, but forgettable, Yao <laughs> Min oh Smith! <laughs> <laughs> She Did she have any lines besides Smith no Sir when he asked her her name? Oh my gosh. Her yeah. specialties include standing in the middle of rooms looking confused, and holding hands with hands. people who are doing important work. Um, your second choice is the other blonde, Dr. Denner. Yeah, Dr. Denner. And your third choice is. Uh, the third potential love interest. Did you not Mr. come up with a third Spock. one? Oh, Mr. Spock. <laughs> I feel like that's just your fallback. <laughs> yeah, what in doubt, just stick Spock in there. <laughs> I can't believe you didn't give me a Dr. Oldsteinberg to, <laughs> as, as an option. <laughs> well, I know that you're just going to kill him. Come on, you have to make it interesting. <laughs> that's true. Okay, <laughs> let's see. All right, I'm I'm gonna marry Smith. I don't care how incompetent she is. She's she's gorgeous. I'll keep her around. She seems like um, she's a very neutral presence. She won't. She make seems like better, she's easy to get along but she with. Won't make yeah, it worse. right. As long as I can get around her standing in the middle of the room, maybe I can even you convince her to, to like, sit down. Hold her hand when you walk places, or else she'll just stop moving. <laughs> sure, yeah, she'll just stand there. <laughs> it's maybe like maybe being for a, a robot. <laughs> Right, for our one-year anniversary, yeah, yeah, basically. For our one-year anniversary, I'll buy her a chair. And then she can sit there. No, she'll stand next to the chair, making no expression. (laughs) 
Yeah, he even kind of indicated the chair at one point, like, here, come sit in the chair, and then she, like, still just stood there. <laughs> yeah, she's like, I don't know what a chair is. Okay, so, so you're marrying her. I'm gonna marry her, I guess. Um, and then, oh boy, I think I'll bonfire with Spock. Good choice. And I think I'm just gonna get rid of, uh, what's her name, Denner? Denner, yeah. Yeah, I think I'm just gonna do away with dinner. I okay. I think she, she was, yeah, she was grating in in her best moments even, uh-huh. and bad decision maker. Uh huh. Like terrible yeah, taste. Yeah, so men. terrible taste in men, which is you know a whole other thing. So yeah, I think I could do without dinner. But she would like you. Ha ha ha. Just kidding. Poo. <laughs> um. Okay, well, as always, I'm going to marry Spock. But I'm really torn because I like I want to say Ponfar with Smith because she's gorgeous, but she would absolutely just be like a dead fish. Like, of course, she would just like lay there. Right, but maybe if you're one of those people that has like, you know, like a like a mannequin or a dead body fetish, you know, that <laughs> you know, maybe you'd find okay. out that you really like that. <laughs> I don't know. Th- it's just basically a sex doll. <laughs> no, oh my god, you're right. Um, but Denner was really unpleasant. Yeah, I guess I'll Ponfar with Smith um, and kill Denner because, yeah, she just sucks. Yeah, I can't keep Denner around. Definitely not. Okay, I got a, I got a backup one for you here. Okay. We have we have three gentlemen. All right, so here's what I'm giving you. Mm-hmm. You have. Gary, superpower mm-hmm. Gary. Mm-hmm. You have Kelso, who gets choked choked by the cord, so you know, uh-huh. maybe he's into autoerotic asphyxiation type stuff. <laughs> I doubt <laughs> or it. Or at I least at least some type of asphyxiation. <laughs> or Dr. Old Steenberg. Yikes. Okay, yeah, I'm killing the old doctor. I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs> he just doesn't do it for me. I think his I'm name was definitely- Mark. Kelso seems like a really nice guy. So I'm marrying Kelso. Kelso seems like kind of a stud. Right? I agree. And I'm ponfaring with um, Gary because I could definitely put up with him in like a ponfar setting and like he'd make it like magical. But then I'd be like, okay, bye. Now I never want to see you again. You know? Sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We could do that. I don't think that's the right decisions. What about you? The right was that? Uh, Yeah, I'll stick with I'll stick with that series of choices. I think I think that was the right the right decisions to make there. Okay, well, on the topic of choices, do you think that the gang in the show made the right one? I think that they definitely should have just like bailed and left them on the planet, especially because they established that it was like unoccupied, and obviously they wanted just like have their own planet to like live together. Like, I don't think there was any reason that they couldn't have done that. Yeah, I don't think there's any reason why Kirk had to hunt him down and shoot him. Right? And Kirk could have so easily died. Like, it was just, like, very risky for, like, like high risk, yeah. no reward, as far as I can tell. Yeah, because he's the captain, too. Like, and you know, and they, they don't do that so much in this one. But it's like, we gotta preserve the captain at some level. Oh, right? yeah, they like, don't care at all in this series. <laughs> I know. Kirk likes to get his hands dirty. Yeah, but I don't think there was any reason they couldn't have, like, just left him there. And, mm-hmm. you know, they seem content to stay there. Pretty much everyone else seemed content to leave them there. That was Spock's original suggestion. Uh-huh. Did he, he basically only went to kill him to get vengeance, I guess, for, for Kelso? For knocking out Was there really any other reason? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, for knocking yeah. out Spock? Yeah, yeah so. I feel like that was not, a bad Not great decision-making, you're right. Especially Agreed. for our future men. Mm-hmm. But, uh, 
What can you do? <laughs> hmm. I also wanted, I read something recently and I wish I could remember where it was from or like how it was worded. Cause it was one of those things where I read it and I was like, oh, interesting. But then like, I totally forgot, but it was talking about like sci-fi and it was talking about how like old sci-fi imagines like technological advances, but like society basically remaining in stasis where like our modern sci-fi imagines like huge changes in society with technology basically staying the same did that make sense yeah that does make sense that's interesting and i I do that is true i agree yeah because they still have all these old ideals in the they aren't nearly as imaginative as they should be yeah yeah they were very committed to being like uh just very traditional in their values Mm -hmm. and stuff and and now it's like you know we're trying to it's partially because I suppose nowadays it's like back then there wasn't that much tech and tech was really booming. Mm-hmm. And then and so it was like exciting to think about what life would be like with all this new tech. But now it's yeah. like, you know, we still have new tech, but then we have um, but then we have a lot of people who are stuck still with these traditional values from like 100 years ago. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, it's exactly. like so it's like now now we have more of a need for the update in in people's uh-huh. Uh, you know, values than we do in the need for updates in technology. Because, yeah, the technology is now advancing faster than our values, basically, it, to the extent that this show is a somewhat accurate presentation, I guess. Yeah, definitely. We got all these old cowboys in space, basically. Yeah, exactly. That is interesting. Yeah. Yeah, what, what would you have done if you were Gary? I feel like I would just, like, be normal. Like... Just live my life, you know? Yeah, right? Like... I don't need telekinetic powers. And if I had them, I would just, like, use them for stupid shit to, like, grab a beer from the fridge or whatever. Yeah, I I probably would have requested to be dropped off on a planet, you know, on my own or something. In fact, I would have been like, all right, I don't really want to be a helmsman anymore because now I can, Uh like, you know, walk through walls and stuff. But, like... Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, I think, uh, yeah, I think uh, going to the other planet, you know, but I don't know why he had to, like, wage war on humans or, like, despise humans for being, you know, like, less than, you know, when he was just a human himself, like, not even, I mean, how how fast did this all take place? Do you think this was, like, less than 24 hours, it seemed like, didn't it? It seemed like it was, Uh like, basically over the course of a day. Yeah, well, that made a lot more sense with, like, Charlie X, where they established that he was, like, totally antisocial and had been, like, raised essentially alone. And so it, like, makes sense that that character has, like, contempt for humanity. But, like, Gary's just a random dude. So, like, why did he become evil so fast? But, okay, yeah, but also like, wasn't we he established super him as a douchebag, but that I was, I forgot like, about that. Yeah. Yeah, but, yeah, so, yeah, I guess he had his own issues to work out, but they were... Only so well established, maybe more so than we realized since we, you know, talked through a lot of them. But uh, very. Fair. But yeah, I, I'm with you there. I uh, yeah, Gary should have Gary should have chilled. You know, it didn't it didn't have to be yeah. like that. Didn't have to be so, like that, Gary. Yeah. So absolute <laughs> power doesn't have to corrupt absolutely. Yeah, only if you're an asshole. Yeah, absolute power corrupts assholes absolutely. Exactly. That's what I'm talking about. All right. Should we wrap it up here? That sounds good. Yeah. Thanks for hanging out with us today, everybody. Yes. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. And uh, we'll see you or hear you anywhere. You'll hear us on the next one. And until (laughs) then, live long and prosper. 
Thanks for listening to Star Trek The Original Siblings. Follow the show on social media on Instagram and Twitter at STOSibsPod, or send us a subspace message at STOSibsPod at gmail.com. If you enjoy the show, be sure to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. While you're at it, rate us five stars or maybe write us a nice review. Tune in next time, and until then, live long and prosper. <laughs>